You're listening to the Soul Whispers Podcast. This is your guide to break out of your fears, follow the path that lights you up, and come home to yourself. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach and Soul Whisperer, Jen Sway. Before we begin, know that wherever you are in your journey, you can trust yourself. You're being divinely guided, and your life is meaningful. Now, let's start the show. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Soul Whispers podcast. Just so you know, this is going to be a video podcast. So if you want to watch the video version of it, you can go ahead and head over to my YouTube channel. You can just type in youtube.com slash at jensui. That's J-E-N-C-U-I. And you'll find my channel there. So friends, welcome back to another tea time video with me. Um, I am in much better spirits than my last one, if you watch that one. And when I say I'm in better spirits, it's just like I feel very rooted in abundance and possibility. My heart and my soul feel very like seen and happy. My mind feels kind of clear and like it's just going. It has a lot of ideas. I've been putting a lot of content out on my socials. If you've been following me on my Instagram at Gentoy Coaching, I've been posting a lot and it's all stuff that's with, it's like encoded with the highest frequency of energy. It's really great if you're in a place where you want to be motivated, inspired, and you know, start doing more things to fulfill your soul purpose. Like right now, the energy of my page is embodying that um, versus like some other times it might be embodying this like energy of rest and reflection and introspection and being just open to the idea of like what could happen versus right now it's very much so this like fire energy and i think it's probably because we're also into april so the aries energy you know we're starting off that fire and that being said that brings me to the topic for this tea time which is going to be catalyzing your soul's desires by the way, I am drinking a beautiful Jemaicha tea that I love. It's one of my personal favorite green teas is Jemaicha. And I've tried a few different ones and you can definitely taste like differences depending on what types of rice they use. And the one that I'm drinking right now is Harney and Sons. This is not sponsored, but if you like to get the tea, I'll drop the Amazon link down below in the description box. I have another one that's by a different company that I also really like, but this is my go-to. And it's specifically made with duck rice which are like fatter, carbier grains of rice, I guess, than regular brown rice kernels. And it just gives it a beautiful nutty flavor. So I'll be sipping on this as we talk today. So let's talk about what it means to catalyze your soul purpose. One of my true identities names is Soul Fire Catalyst. The other is Child of Wonderment. And I came to this, these like names for my soul self through a meditation that I was doing. And I had all these images of myself like the aurora borealis was kind of like an embodiment of me and my spirit and who i am beyond like all these limitations and constructs of what you think is possible what you have been conditioned to believe about yourself you know so often when we ask ourselves who we are or we're asked to describe ourselves it's always based off of a role like mother or daughter or maybe it's based off of what you do and maybe you're a mom or a teacher or a coach or you know an engineer It could even be your race, your upbringing, things that have happened to you, things that you have created. But very rarely do we actually start describing ourselves and who we are as who we actually are. We always go with like what we are, right? 
And when we can differentiate the who as part of your soul essence, then it doesn't matter what role that you're in, doesn't matter what you're doing or who you're interacting with, you're always grounded and rooted with yourself. And that's at the heart of what I do as a soul whisperer and as a coach and the way that I do my work is that I help guide people back home to themselves, to that true identity, so that they can create the freedom and peace and ease and make those decisions that you know, move them forward in their lives in the direction they want to go as authentically as possible. So I want you to think for yourself, like, what are some desires that you have that are soul led? Maybe you want to buy a beautiful home and it's not because, oh, society says that you have to have all these things, all these material items in order to be successful, but because for you, this home would mean a space where people feel welcome, where you feel safe, where you feel grounded and able to just be yourself and be able to have your routines. Maybe it's a space where people can gather and you can celebrate with your friends and you know have all this fun and take care of the people who you care most about. Maybe you wanna make a million dollars in your business to help fuel that desire or to be a resource for the people that matter to you, for your community, to give back. Maybe you have a desire to be married in a relationship or be single forever. And all those things are just expressions of your being and your energy and you know, where you want that to flow. Those are all very different from socialized desires, which oftentimes we have to discern between like what is really socialized and what is our own. And sometimes they are the same. Sometimes, you know, you might even have resistance to a desire that you have because it feels socialized. For example, for me, for a while, I was like looking into why I wanted to make money in my business. And I thought at first, like, Maybe it's because it's socialized into me. Maybe it's because on social media, you see all of these um, coaches and in school, you know, you go through business classes and so much emphasis is on how much money you make equals how successful you are. And then growing up too, like my mom would always say how, how important it would be to make six figures in your life so that you can even have like a baseline of feeling safe and secure. Like that's like just enough and anything under that you can't survive on. And all those things, you know, created a lot of comparison. It created a lot of scarcity. It created feelings that I was never enough and that I always had to get to this level in order to feel successful or feel enough or feel sufficient in my life. And as I've grown and evolved and through my business and through my life, what I've noticed a lot of is that it's not about just the money. Like I want the money. Yes, that is my desire. However, the way that I see it is fueled by things like abundance. It's being rooted in this idea that I can create whatever I want to create. The money is then a representation of me living in alignment to myself, my sole purpose. It's It's money that is made happily, that's made joyfully, that's made purposefully through the service that I want to provide to other people through my soul whispering, through my tarot readings, through my coaching, and then everything that I use that money for, whether it's the clothes that I want to buy for myself, whether it's a retreat that I want to go on, whether it's eventually a house that I want to buy. Like to me, it's all fueled by love and it's all fueled by that purpose and authenticity where it's that all that money is now imbued with my purpose, my soul essence as the child of wonderment and as the soul fire catalyst. So then my whole life just gets to be you know, embodied and fueled by these things that I bought with that energy. Versus if you think about if I were to continue living my life, uh, you know, when I was 18 or something, going off to college, if I were to 
continue down this desire that I did have of creating a lot of money in my life, having that financial freedom, having abundance, it would be coded completely differently. It'd be coded not for me. It would be coded not for the child of Waterman, not for the soul fire, soul fire catalyst, but it would be coded for somebody who had a passion or purpose for engineering or being a doctor or, you know, doing things in this very traditional quote unquote right way. Um, it would be coded for me if I were to pursue that in a lot of fear, in a lot of scarcity, in a lot of lack, and I would never feel good enough. I would never feel fulfilled. I would not be able to feel like genuinely myself even if I were to reach a arbitrary financial goal, it just wouldn't be coded for that. And when I use the word coded here, what I mean is kind of like, think about the intention underlying every action, every desire. I remember in the past when I was not rooted in abundance or sufficiency and just trying to root myself in abundance, it was a lot of this convincing energy that I was operating from of, okay, I'm going to put all this energy in trying to get out of scarcity in using you know gratitude or something like that to guilt myself into feeling abundant quote unquote right into feeling this this feeling of groundedness and peace in my life so i was weaponizing that tool of gratitude i was resisting the fear of lack as well it was like um you know me having zero dollar months in my business and uh, or having really low, you know, income months for months at a time in my business. And then instead of leaning into why I felt all that lack and kind of just like feeling that fear, feeling that scarcity, knowing that that's there and still just like reconnecting with my purpose or kind of playing with it more, there is still this idea that like, okay, if I were to just think abundantly, if I were to able to just tap into this energy of sufficiency, I would be better off. My life would be better off. I would be able to figure things out in my business right it's almost like the grass is greener on the other side but the the paradigm that you're operating in is like i don't feel good right now and if i just try this other thing if i just use this tool if i just um go out and post this thing or if i just try to ask myself these specific questions then maybe i will get out of this energy right it's like there's better than here and this is why i don't like this the phrasing of so much of social media has around emotions being like negative emotions and positive emotions or high vibe versus low vibe because oftentimes these really genuine, powerful and human experiences that we go through where we experience depression and sadness, anger, grief, whatever, um, frustrations can all be pinpointed down as like negative or low vibe and like you shouldn't have that and it's better to not be in that and that's just not true it's this whole encompassing thing of all of those emotions have genuine intellect within them they have a reason for being there there is I don't want to say like this, like the universe has a plan or like everything has a reason, but like everything has a reason. I, you know, one of the things that I noticed for myself of why like I had, um, you know, money trickling in slower than usual or having like zero dollar months and stuff was because there was so much energetic changes that I had to go through, so much like of an ego death I had to go through and learn how to allow and surrender at a different level from a place of where I felt enough and where I felt worthy. And it was funny because in those moments, like I knew I was resisting something. Like I feel, felt 
like I was resisting, slowing down, just allowing things to happen um, because I was so convinced that there was something that I could do. And one of the important lessons that I learned through going through that was that I don't have control over everything and that's actually okay. That's beautiful. That's amazing. And to not take all these signs of my business not working or my life like not having any quote unquote meaning and all these things like not making my emotions on all these like mood swings mean that there is something wrong or bad with me or um, that they needed to be fixed or figured out or that there's some deeper reasoning and all these things behind it it was like just allowing time to flow allowing myself to be in that in that emotion to stay in this question and this has been on my mind a lot recently where I feel like a lot of us are conditioned by school and by parenting by you know business school whatever it is to find the answer and to only ask questions in order to find an answer and if we look at it from like a scientist lens it kind of makes sense because you are asking questions from curiosity to try to get this result right to create a theory there's like a hypothesis of like if this happens then maybe this will happen is this true or false but i think it can create this false binary where there's only yes there's only no there's only true there's only false and that there has to be a reason for everything it's like how math has to have an answer right versus if you look at it from more of a monk perspective or from a more spiritual perspective you don't ask questions to try to get an answer you ask questions to understand and that's what i think a lot of us have to do more on and what i will challenge you to do more of is ask questions not to get our answer but to understand to understand even the question that you're asking more so and why you're asking that specific question I see this so much in my clients too, where they'll ask me specific questions and it'll come from a place of trying to just get validation for them to be able to do what they want to do. Like if it's in a business setting, it's like, well, um, you know, do you think I should post on Instagram about this offer? Like, do you think I can use this language? Or even asking me like, oh, what would you do in this situation? Or what would you do if like, you know, in this relationship? And I always laugh in those questions because I'm like, I can tell you what I think, but I'm more interested in knowing what you think and why are you asking those questions? And I did this the other day where I was asking like, how can I like create more patience as I'm waiting before the lag time between setting like an intention and the manifestation and it actually coming in and receiving. And um, I was getting coached on this and my coach was saying like, well, why does there have to be a lag time? Why do you believe that there is a lag time? And it was like, oh yeah, that is also a construct. Like I could choose to believe that or I can choose to believe in something else like that. There's no such thing as a lag time. And in that case, right, to me, it would be like, well, if there is no such thing as a lag time, then it's just me getting ready to receive and me always just being open to receiving, me showing up fully and then being able to be more confident in my asks, my requests, what I want, who I am, and then being confidently and gratefully being able to receive what comes in. It's being able to see everything working. So let's go back to this idea that you are coded for abundance and all your desires that are coming from the soul, not from the ego, are yours to have. When you are rooted in abundance, your relationship with scarcity and lack look totally different from when you are in scarcity, in lack, and trying to convince yourself or trying to be in abundance or sufficiency. Like it is. It is truly a decision that you can make, 
But what happens is that in order to make those decisions, you're then saying like you're responsible for how, what you think, how you feel and how you act. And oftentimes we don't want to do that. And that's not a fault to our own, but it's kind of like the human ego, right? We just would rather blame other people, blame ourselves even, and make ourselves wrong. Like you might uh, think you don't know enough and be chasing after a certification or chasing after validation of likes, or maybe you think that other people, like there's not enough people who actually want to work with you or people who want to be with you. There's not enough opportunities for you, whatever it is. And it's like, you make it about you. And it's funny because that is still victim mentality, but you are both the victim and the perpetrator. So instead, here's the alternative, right? I'm gonna give you four alternatives for when scarcity and lack comes up for you inevitably in life, um, and how if you're rooted in yourself, if you're rooted in abundance, if you just choose to do that, it's going to be easier for you to shepherd your brain and your mind and your heart into um, going down these avenues instead of like weaponizing gratitude and those things. So the first is allowing that feeling to exist. And what this looks like is like if a bee were to come into your house, right, because the window was open, instead of chasing the bee out and spending all your energy like focused on the bee, which in this metaphor is like scarcity in the lack of what you don't have, of what you want and how you don't have it, instead of like focusing on that and like chasing it out the window, it's just opening the window and letting it fly out whenever it flies out, right? It's like you get to still like go make your food, you still get to go do your meditation, you still get to go on a walk, you still get to do your laundry, you still get to focus on you. And the bee, when, you know, it's gone, it's gone and you'll notice it, right? And then you can close the window and it's gone and you didn't have to spend all this extra effort, all this extra time trying to get it out. That's what it looks like when you are rooted in yourself, when you know who you are and you know what you're doing, like when you know why you're doing what you do and how it's important to you, you're never worried about like, oh, am I getting enough likes on my posts? Am I getting, you know, do I have enough dates lined up? Is my boss seeing like my work enough? Is there enough people in my orbit for my business to grow? It's just like, obviously, right? Like obviously, and like you just don't, have the concrete quote unquote evidence that your brain is specifically looking for right now. But when you're rooted in that abundance, like it doesn't even matter. Like you know that it's all coming and you get to just focus on what you're doing. The second thing is creating excitement. This is intentional effort that you're gonna be putting in to your life rather than using something like gratitude to uh, try to root yourself back in like appreciating and sufficiency and, and whatever. And this works more um, in my mind because excitement creates motion, it creates action, it creates a fuel for change, it creates some type of desire. It gets you moving and when you get moving, it's like you can't stay stagnant. Your energy can't just like stagnate and not create anything. So instead of telling yourself to be grateful for where you are when you're obviously dealing with like lack and scarcity and not enoughness and these really real feeling fears, and these negative thoughts um, because that's like just doing nothing and waiting which you don't want to do right it's like you're forced into doing it there's a difference between intentionally waiting intentionally taking a break intentionally not working or something like that versus feeling like that's all you can do because of the circumstances that you're in you have to like show yourself that you are still being able to take responsibility for your life there's still choices that you get to make and with that being said, one of the reasons why I went to Universal and went to Harry Potter World 
is because it was exciting for me. I had a friend who was visiting from outside of the country and I wanted to take her all these places. And we went to all like, you know, I toured her around LA and we got food and we made food and we worked out. And it was just focusing on what was exciting about today, what is exciting, what are we planning that's gonna be exciting tomorrow that we get to just have fun with, that we just get to explore. And when you do that in your life and in your business, whether it is like business focused or life focused, it's going to shake things up and get that energy flowing again, um, get those thoughts rolling, get you inspired. It's gonna help the universe start conspiring more in your favor because it sees that you are in your element. Think of it like if the universe is trying to like send out a signal, right? It's trying to send people your way, it's trying to send opportunities your way, it's trying to send signs your way it needs to have like on the other end a strong receptor and you are that receptor and if you are not focused on making yourself you know as you as you can enjoying your life fulfilling your purpose um having fun being playful just being excited and, and like serving yourself and all those things then your energy starts to dim your light starts to dim your uh, hardware not starts to not work as well so the universe is going to um either you know it's either going to feel like weak signals or weak um signs from the universe coming in or it's going to miss you and not really know where to go because it can't find you so that's why whenever you feel like you're in this quote waiting period you're not actually waiting you're just refining yourself going deeper into like immersing yourself with what interests you what's playful what's fun what's exciting what's meaningful and in doing that things will get moving again number three is to get curious about what are your fears and start to develop worst case scenarios then so worst case scenario zen was a concept that was created by my coach simone soul and this idea is like so often we're stopped by like what ifs or you know fears of when we're in lack and scarcity it's not because we think lack and scarcity now is scary it's because we think and we make it mean that that means we're going to fail miserably we're going to be a laughing stock we are going to die under a bridge we're going to be evicted from our homes you know we're never going to make another dollar in our life we're never going to be able to coach anybody else like it's like a whole thing and um, if you let your brain actually lean into those fears instead of trying to solve for making it not happen, which is what we do, we go into like problem solving mode and you try to just do more, act more, um, create more, but it's from that lack energy. You're just giving into it more. You're giving it more power. So instead of putting your mind to that place um, and amplifying what you don't want to happen and the feelings that you don't want to have, see how you can actually be really resourceful because part of the lack of scarcity is this idea that you don't have control right it just happens to you you are unable to get out of lack you're unable to get a scarcity there's no more that you can create there's not enough for you right there's not enough room for you there's not enough clients for you there's not enough good people in the world for you and when you lean into that yeah you're never gonna you're gonna feel like totally constricted and like you're pushed into a corner with nowhere to go so instead, it's like, well, if you were caught in this corner with no place to go, what are you going to do? Are you going to punch these people out of the way? Are you going to crawl on the ground? Are you going to learn how to uh, walk through walls so that you can go into another room, right? And like just lean back into the wall? Are you going to learn how to like levitate, right? And all of those things are just metaphors for, you know, you being able to figure out, well, if I was in a situation where, you know, I couldn't do my business or I was, you know, alone, I couldn't find somebody to date or if I really want a kid and, 
you know, you turn 40 and you don't want to risk any like health issues. Like, what are you going to do in order to get what you want? How are you going to feel? And is that feeling really going to kill you? Because probably not. You're going to be able to figure it out. And again, worst case scenario, like the actual worst case scenario is always going to be that you die, like a really painful, tor- terrible death. Uh, but then you're dead. Okay. And then you can't, you really can't do anything about it then. Right. We don't know. Maybe you can do something in your next incarnation, but you don't fucking know. So what you do know is like, other than that, you're going to figure shit out, right? You're going to be able to do something. And when you see that, like fear cannot exist when you have sufficient information. Number four, the last thing here of when you're rooted in sufficiency, what you can do with scarcity and lack and all these things is to see the pain and the tension that you're going through. You know, these thoughts that you have, the like, the scenarios that you play in your head, the self-criticism, the blaming, the shaming and judging and all these things, the trying to problem solve all the time and being really critical is painful. It just is. So how can you give yourself some love here? How can you be a loving witness and compassionate like friend to yourself? You need to be able to allow yourself to recognize your own pain in order for you to start to put like a healing balm on it. And whether you get support from friends or family members, from coaches, from therapists, from healers, and from yourself and from your spirit guides or whatever, accepting how you feel can allow yourself to give your soul, give your heart that love that it needs and give yourself to love instead of giving yourself to darkness and eternal sadness. It reminds me of one of my favorite Uncle Iroh quotes, which is that if you look for the light, you will oftentimes find it. But if you look for the dark, that is all you will ever see. Boom. Now I really want to get into why it's so important for you to get to know yourself and how to catalyze that dream that you have within yourself, catalyze that spark that is you. So if you want to create your dreams, if you want to... So I want you to like close your eyes and just imagine this in your head for a little bit. Imagine your body as a vessel, right? It's like a vase or a container of some sort and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And inside there is a tiny little spark. And this little spark can be whatever color you want it to be. It can be whatever size you want it to be. But this little spark here is your soul essence. Right? It is your energy that has come from the universe, that has traveled through all space and time, that is a reincarnation of Earth, or it can be from a completely different galaxy. Who the fuck knows, okay? And this little spark within you has chosen to come into this vessel, your body, on Earth, in this life, on this time, in this version of reality, for a reason. And in order for you to fulfill that reason, I want you to imagine this light now growing and filling up the entire vessel, right? Now this vessel is full, it is bright, it is powerful. That is you understanding what that light is, being able to find it within yourself, being able to see what really sparks you. It's all your desires, your soul's desires. It is your gifts, your talents, your skill sets, your personality, the way that you need to say things, the way that you act, the way that you interact with people, interact with the world. It's the way that you play. It's the way that you ask questions. It's the way that you think. It's the way that you feel. And when you're able to tap into that energy and double down on that, let all the rest of the shit go, right? Peeling away at like an onion and getting rid of all those layers of conditionings, what I should do, what are other people gonna think? Like, is this right for me to do? Do I think that this is like weird, cringy, whatever? And just letting your light shine through, 
then you get to fulfill your purpose. My mission, my sole purpose is to be able to fill up that vessel fully, right? For me to live fully in me. And like every time I fulfill a desire, every time I set an intention and fulfill it, every time I have more fun, have more joy, feel more abundant, feel more free, invest in myself, love online people, create content that feels fun and fulfilling for me. All Every time I do any of those things, whether it's like that, baking bread, going to the farmer's market, like I could list a whole thing, right? Anytime I do those things and it feels aligned for me in those moments, it's allowing my spark to shine brighter. It's allowing me to feel more filled up. And when that happens, naturally the things around me start to shine as well. So when I say I'm a soul fire catalyst, that is what I mean. It's that catalyzation process where like in an experiment, right, in science class, if um, you want a reaction to happen between some elements or between some powders or whatever, you can add something into it and it makes a reaction happen faster. When something might take 10 minutes, now it takes one second, right? And in life, it's the same way um, because our bodies are limited. We are going to die eventually and we don't know how much time we have on this earth. It's not up to us. So that being said, with the time that we do have, with every day that we do live, it's like, how can I catalyze this spark was inside me to burst, to grow bigger, to grow stronger, to be more seen, to be more heard, to be, you know, fulfilled so that not only do I get to live the life that I really want to live and free myself, which by the way is enough. Like if you can only help one person on this earth, would that be enough for you? And if not, why? You really got to get to the heart of that. And if one person can be enough, then why can't it be you? Right? Like, we're always trying to help all these other people, but why can't we help ourselves? Why is it not enough for us? Because we don't see ourselves as deserving, because we don't see ourselves as valuable, because you don't think you've given society enough value to prove that you deserve to be putting resources into your own hard-earned resources or people who loved you and their resources into you, because that's, my friend, is not loving. And at the root of all of it, the strongest vibration, the strongest um, you know, feeling of abundance that we can have is love. So if we can give ourselves to that, if we can allow ourselves to invest in finding out who we are and rooting ourselves in that spark, in growing our love for ourselves, we again naturally spark and shine a light on other people's. And that is how we have an impact. You don't have to be focused on creating a world impact. You don't have to be focused on your entire community even. You don't even have to be focused on like one specific mission or project that you have. You're allowed to just focus on you and bring you know happiness, fulfillment, boundaries, peace, love, satisfaction, success into your own life. And in doing so, like you're naturally going to want to give more because that's what love does. Love expands you. It expands your mind, expands the way that you think, expands um, you know, different possibilities that you have for what you can do, it expands your heart in being able to love and receive, and it expands your soul in, again, shining brighter in being able to fulfill your desires and feeling like you're fulfilling your mission and purpose here on earth. So always come back home to yourself and catalyze your soul, catalyze those desires that you have. Find people, surround yourself with people who are on the same track as that. Let the other people go, especially in this time in our world and in our realities. Like everyone's sick of living in this shitty bubble that we've created called society, right? We're tired of living on an earth that's being suffocated and dying from climate change. We don't want to live in a uh, you know country that has as many shootings as there has been days of the year, 
We don't want to live in a place where we feel so constricted in ourselves and that like we can't do anything because we don't have the power to. What our responsibility is, is not to fight the entire system because we are one person. Our job here is to fight the system that we have built within ourselves that is oppressing that spark, the thoughts, the beliefs, the feelings that we don't want to feel or the feelings that we try to feel too often, but in the wrong ways, right? Feel about the wrong intentions and break out of that matrix. When we break out of that system of oppression, we naturally start to put cracks into everybody else's. And that's gonna look like pissing people off. That's gonna look like people coming after you in the comment section being like, um, you can't be trans or you know, you're sending a bad message here or you're doing more harm than good or you know, this is super out of touch with reality. It's like, who the fuck cares? Cause your reality gets to be what your reality wants it to be. And also when people see people actually doing something, right? Like remember critics can only critique what is actually out there, what somebody has created. You're out here focusing on being a creator. You're not here to be a critique. And if people are getting triggered, there's also people who are being inspired by you. I guarantee it. And each time that those sparks start to get catalyzed, the world starts to change. That's how you create massive shifts in the collective, in our collective consciousness, in your life and in other people's lives. That's everything for this tea time, and until next time, stay well. Look, I know you're tired of dealing with the same bullshit, so it's time that you listen to your soul whispers. Sign up for my one-on-one coaching experience and you'll peel back the layers that have dimmed your light, clouded your mind, and interfered with your intuition, allowing you to finally see your truth and feel like yourself. I won't just be a coach on your journey, but also a witness to your human experience, a hype woman to your soul's desires, and an ally to the parts of yourself that you'd rather not have. Click the link in the show notes to get started and I'll talk to you soon.